The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We greet you on this sweltering Sunday morning, whether you are present with us here in the nave of Marsh Chapel, whether you are listening live on the radio at WBUR 90.9 FM throughout New England, or listening over the internet at WBUR.org, or listening later on the podcast at bu.edu slash chapel. Welcome, one and all. My name is Brother Larry Whitney. I have the privilege of serving as university chaplain for community life here at Marsh Chapel. I bear greetings on behalf of our dean, the Reverend Dr. Robert Allen Hill, as he is away in these summer months and looks forward to rejoining us again next Sunday. A special word of welcome this morning to our final guest preacher for our summer preacher series, the Reverend Susan S. Schaefer, senior minister retired of Asbury First United Methodist Church in Rochester, New York. We pray that your enjoyment of your retirement is in proportion to the excellence of your ministry over many years, and we invite the Spirit to imbue your words this morning and to guide the meditations of our hearts. Let us stand as we are able in the praise of God.
Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given your only Son to be for us a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life. Give us grace to receive thankfully the fruits of this redeeming work and to follow daily in the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Behold a broken world, we pray, where want and war increase, and grant us, Lord, in this our day, the ancient dream of peace. As we gather this morning, we confess our sins personally as a community and as a society before God and seek forgiveness as the choir sings our traditional Kyrie. Bring, Lord, your better world to birth, your kingdom love's domain, where peace with God and peace on earth and peace eternal reign. 
Dearly beloved, if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 80 with the Antiphon.
Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. The mountains are covered with its shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. Why then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way pluck its fruit? Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see, have regard for this vine, the stalk that your right hand planted. But let your hand be upon the one at your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Saint Saint Luke chapter 12 verses 49 through 56 Glory, Glory to you O Lord I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it is completed do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, 
mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be a scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. A moment of personal privilege. It is an amazing experience standing in this pulpit, one that Dr. Howard Thurman has stood in and helped us all to know what the gospel means. And one Reverend Dr. Robert Allen Hill who stands in this pulpit Sunday after Sunday and teaches us how to live the gospel word. My life and my ministry has been blessed by my colleague Bob and his wife Jan. Bob's gift of friendship, his articulate, lived and proclaimed vision of Christ and the gospel, and Jan's gift of Christ's hospitality have enriched my life and my ministry. 
and I thank God for their shared gifts in my life and the privilege to be here this day. Bob never told me that it was going to be 96 degrees in Boston when he invited me. And furthermore, he never told me that the Lucan passage for the day is one of the most difficult passages that Luke has penned. So there we go. Um, a place to begin. And thanks, Bob. <laughs> Will you join me in prayer? Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In our world, thirsty for peace, tolerance, and reconciliation, we listen to the Lucan Gospel passage of the day, where Jesus speaks in an unusually compelling voice of challenge, speaking in a language of fire, stress, division, not a voice we often hear. This pericope of the day follows a collection of disparate sayings of Jesus. Do not be afraid. Do not worry. He encourages his little flock to sell their possessions and engage in watchful and responsible waiting. Then, as if out of nowhere, come these seemingly strident words of division, judgment, and challenge. One might liken these holy words to the disturbing, challenging words of a prayer Sir Francis Drake penned in 1577 and was later adopted and used by Bishop Desmond Tutu. Listen to these words. Disturb us, O Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves when our dreams have come true because we dreamed too little, because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, O Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the water of life. When having fallen in love with time, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of heaven to grow dim. The words of Jesus in this Lucan passage sound an alarm of dissension and division. Perhaps Jesus has seen his people allowing their vision of heaven to grow dim. Father against son son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And depending on your situation, that last one might be a little easier to think about. Moving a bit beyond the idea of a nuclear family in dissension, let us be thinking more of the family of God. We can hear these words in our world as 
the dissension and division that abides on our fragile island earth and in the land of the USA as the family of God vies with each other for power. Jesus addresses both the disciples and the crowds and lays judgment against them for their clouded thinking. Jesus addresses three matters, the first to his disciples and the latter two to the crowds. In each case, Jesus poses a critical question about their level of awareness. So translated from the Greek, those three questions go like this. Do you think? Why do you not know? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Through these profound questions, Jesus draws us up short and even today tries to straighten out a deformed world that values power and money. What I thought were a few years ago, how time flies, turns out really to be 30 years ago, an article about two conceptions of power was written by the scholar Dr. Bernard Loomer. The article was published by the University of Chicago Press. This article profoundly describes the understanding of the expression of power proclaimed, professed, and inaugurated by Jesus and expression of power that challenges us today, politically and spiritually. Loomer describes two conceptions of power, unilateral power and relational power. Loomer says the problem of power is as ancient as the age of humankind. The presence of power is manifest wherever two or more people are gathered together. Sound familiar? And have any kind of a relationship. Did not Jesus invite us to know that wherever two or more are gathered in his name, he is present? Power's deeper and sometimes darker qualities emerge as soon as the omnipresent factor of inequality makes itself felt. So the first conception of power defines power as unilateral in character. Unilateral power is the capacity to influence, guide, adjust, manipulate, shape, control, or transform the human or natural environment in order to advance one's own purposes. This kind of power is essentially one directional in its working. It is the capacity to influence another in contrast to being influenced. When power is defined and expressed as unilateral, unlike Jesus' expression of power, it follows factually as well as logically that the gain in power by the other is experienced as a loss of another's own power and therefore another's status and self-worth. You know that kind of power. You've experienced that kind of power. You've seen it in these days. You've heard it in these days. 
and indeed you've experienced it. Loomer's second and alternative conception of power is relational in character. It is the ability to produce and to undergo an effect. It is the capacity both to influence others and to be influenced by others. Relational power involves both a giving and a receiving. In contrast to power conceived as unilateral, relational power has one of its premises, the notion that the capacity to absorb and influence is as truly a mark of power as the strength involved in exerting an influence. It is Jesus's audacious life and expression of power that comes to bear upon the disciples, the crowds that day, and our lives today and in our tomorrows. Jesus compels his disciples, the crowds, and I believe us, to engage the components of relational power in our efforts to build our lives and a new earth. To be alive is to exercise power in some degree. But how we do it makes all the difference. The way we, as disciples, exercise our power is the key for our lives as Jesus would have it. So Jesus' question that day resounds for us this day. Why do we not judge for ourselves what is right? Why do we not judge for ourselves what is right? Two weeks ago now, a Muslim family moved to Rochester, New York. Their expression of life and power had been to help American soldiers in their homeland, Iraq. It had become too dangerous for them to live there and they made their way to the United States. They found an unwelcoming refuge in Houston, Texas, and by some guiding light, this family of four, with another child on its way, found their way to Rochester. By happenstance, they learned of a garage sale of one of our church members, where the cost of a living room set and a bedroom set for them became free. Clothing and small appliances were soon provided by our church's storehouse. The church's discretionary fund gave them a down payment for a safe place to lay their heads. School supplies were quickly purchased for the oldest daughter, who will start school and make her way for the first time in the fall. A baby shower somehow was organized within days and a poem by one of the gracious givers speaks of it. It goes like this. They came from a land afar, their names Azhiba, Leon, and Jawar, from one location to the next, not knowing what to expect. Their homeland and environment so hot to a city where summers sometimes are not, and winters long, cold, and dreary. Frightened and weary with only the clothes on their back, we were inspired, says the poet, with a plan of attack. 
we listened with love and tender hearts to the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, to us he imparts. When to the least of these, to them you give, your life now begins, you'll know how to live. Our treasures we gave, she says, and our resources we shared. Tears of joy and happiness, none spared. New friends we've made, a foundation we've laid. For in friendship they became our sisters, our children, our mother, our brother. Those in our lives who are usually called the other. Little ones, too, in our favor, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, when you clothe, feed, and shelter the homeless, the stranger in friendship to all, you've answered my call. Perhaps you heard it, too. Most recently, Vice President Joe Biden spoke of power and leadership in this way. He said we are to lead by power of example, not by the example of power. My friends, this is the expression of life, power, love, grace, peace, by which Jesus invites us to live, and its power is transforming and relational as God in Christ would have us live. If we return for a moment to Tutu's prayer, it ends this way. Disturb us, O Lord, to dare more boldly to venture into wider seas where storms show thy mastery. When losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and push into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. We live in the name of him who pushes back the horizons of our hopes and invites the brave to follow. If only we could heed those words of Jesus and hear him speak this day. Through the power by example, may we judge what is right and live by it. Amen. The Apostle Paul noted, we should devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So let us come personally and collectively to prayer, standing, sitting, kneeling, or however the Spirit moves you. The call to prayer is hymn 473, Lead Me, Lord.
God, our help in ages past, joyfully we worship and adore you. As a people of faith, we proclaim you as our shepherd and submit to your leadership and guidance. We proclaim you as the hospitable host with abundant goodness and mercy, offering us sustenance and comfort. For these blessings, we bow before you with praise and thanksgiving. We offer our thanks to you for creating, sustaining, and protecting us. We thank you for joy, for love, for new life and new beginnings. We thank you for deliverance from evil. In the midst of the overwhelming indifference, vitriol, cruelty, and violence in the world today, as a people of faith, we turn our focus to you. Abide with us, Good Shepherd. Lead us and guide us. Give us eyes to see and discernment to recognize the evil around us. Restore our souls. Give us the voice to speak out and the courage and will to take action against it. We are in need of your abundant mercy, for we have sinned. We have spoken words of slander instead of truth, words of ridicule instead of encouragement, and words of anger instead of understanding and forgiveness. And those are just the sins that we have committed by speaking. We ask you to forgive all of our sins. Abide with us, Holy Spirit. Enter our hearts and renew us so that the words from our mouths and the meditations of our hearts are pleasing in your sight. God of our rock and re God, our rock and our redeemer, help us to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving as God in Christ has forgiven us. Help us to live a life of love just as you have loved us. Holy God, abide with us. We pray for our local community and our country. We pray for peace. We pray for our country's leaders as well as leaders throughout the world. Touch their hearts and renew their spirits to work together to make peace a priority. Help us all to be more tolerant and accepting. We pray for healing. Abide with those who can only stand by as their loved ones struggle with mental illness, drug addiction, the fog of their twilight years, fatal illnesses, or the aftermath of violence. Help them to realize that they aren't helpless. You are their refuge and strength. Out of the depths of our anxieties and fears, we pray to you, Lord. Hear our prayers and confessions, for we offer them with confidence in your unfailing love and power of full redemption. We pray these things in the name of the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, collectively, we pray as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Good morning. We welcome you again on this very warm Sunday to the nave of Marsh Chapel, whether you are seated here in the pews, listening live at home via 90.9 FM WBUR or via the live stream at WBUR.org or later via the podcast. Please know that you are a valued member of our community. For those of you who are seated in the pews, we ask that you please put your name and contact information in the red pads found along the center aisle. This helps us to get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. As Brother Larry mentioned earlier in the service, today is the last Sunday in our summer preaching series focused on a Lucan horizon. Dean Hill will return to the pulpit next Sunday, so please join us as we welcome him back. As the new school term approaches, we encourage you to keep an eye out on our website, bu.edu chapel, and our social media outlets, Facebook and Twitter, for upcoming events, opportunities, and information. Now, as the ushers wait upon us for the offering, please remember that it is a gift to be a giver.
giver of every good gift, blessed gifts and givers, we pray for the ministry of love and justice in church, in community, in city, in country, and beyond. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Go in love and go in peace. And may the light of Christ surround you, the power of Christ uphold you, the love of Christ enfold you, now and ever. We have worshiped together. We've heard God's word. We've prayed with one another and for our world. Now we go to be servants to Christ in a world that will receive us with open arms and love. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>